Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The home that you worked so hard to purchase or the business that you dreamed of owning deserved to shine. LDJ Cleaning Professionals specialize in commercial, residential, and disinfecting cleaning. We've served Aurora and the Quad Counties with over 20 years' experience in the professional cleaning industry. Whether you're looking for window cleaning, disinfecting, or general office cleaning, we offer it all and more. Hire a true professional and call us today at 630-291-5435 or visit our website at www.ldjcleaning.com. We help you protect your investment. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8 a.m. You are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast we've got news for you guys and we also have an interview for you today so without further delay let's get into it as you know listening to yesterday's news the tampa bay buccaneers defeated the kansas city chiefs on sunday for the super bowl 31 to 9 giving tom brady his seventh super bowl win shouts out to all you sports fans out there kane county's vote Mobile Van is returning to Elgin, Aurora, and West Dundee. Uh, so starting yesterday through the 10th, the van will be at 1952 West Galena Boulevard from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The van will then be at Prisco's Community Center on February 11th and 12th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So shout out to Kane County. Make sure that you guys get out there and vote. Yesterday, early uh, voting began across all locations. February 18th is the last day to request a mail-in ballot. February 22nd, early voting ends, and February 23rd is primary election day, the last day to vote in person. Uh, Get to know who the candidates are and who is running in our local elections. Township level, we uh, have interviewed Alex Arroyo, who's running for supervisor. We've also uh, interviewed Bonnie Kunkel and Sherry Spears, who are both running for trustee. Good luck to everybody who is running uh the mayoral elections are also taking place this year our incumbent richard Irvin has two challengers the first is mr john leish uh formerly of the i believe the school district east aurora school district and uh second is alderman lofshe um so get to know who the candidates are get to know who's running and what they're standing on and make sure that you guys get out there and vote this is very important Okay, uh, the next Art and Market Aurora will be Saturday the fourth, or excuse me, Saturday the thirteenth. Uh, so that's a Saturday coming up. Get to know Art and Market Aurora every second and fourth Saturday at Society Fifty Seven. Aurora Public Library also has um, a lot of great stuff that's happening. 
So uh, this week, starting today, actually, we've got a lot of good things. So first things first, <clears throat> there is a, a teen movie, The Hate You Give, based on the smash hit book by Angie Thomas. The film's a must-see, and that's at uh, 3.30 p.m. today. You need to email teens at aurorapubliclibrary.org for the Discord link. Seed Starting, a University of Illinois Extension Master Gardener, will present tips on starting your own plants. That's at 7 o'clock p.m. today. Registration is required for that. Tomorrow, there's a COVID-19 information session uh, provided by the Kane County Health Department. That's at 6 p.m. Registration is required. Tai Chi for the Chinese New Year is the 12th at 10 a.m. Registration is required. And Virtual First Chapter Fridays uh, is Friday the 12th from, at 3 o'clock p.m. So you can check all that out on the Aurora Public Library's Facebook page and also via Zoom. <clears throat> Okie dokie. So moving right along, uh, the weather is still cold outside. Temperature right now is zero. Um, so shouts out to God for giving us this cold weather. Um, <clears throat> also a wonderful organization called Clearbrook. We have posted this and now we're sharing with you guys again. Clearbrook is hosting a virtual Friends Wine and Craft Beer Tasting on February uh, 27th <clears throat> from 6 to 7 p.m. Wine and beer packages will be offered from Church Street Brewing Company and the prestigious Martin Ray Vineyards and Winery. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun for wine connoisseurs, and there's even going to be a silent auction. Clearbrook is home and family to over 8,000 children and adults impacted by intellectual and developmental disabilities. Get to know more about this awesome organization by visiting their website at clearbrook.org. And the event has been on or has been shared to our Facebook page and our Instagram and Twitter. If you don't have Twitter or if you have Twitter, connect with us there. Look at this. People calling early in the morning. Uh, connect with us there. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the show on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. And that is the news. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. Good to see you today and good to meet you. Well, thank you for this opportunity. Yeah. Um, so for our listeners and the viewers that don't know you, let us know who you are. Hi. My name is Javier Burgos. Okay. I have my own accounting firm, uh, CPA firm out of Aurora, okay. uh, and at the Farms, uh, Farmsworth offices at 1444 North Farmsworth Suite 106. 1444 North Farmsworth Suite 106. Yes, sir. Farnsworth, where at Farnsworth? About Indian Trail Road, right? Oh, okay. North Indian Trail Road, about a uh, block and a half on the, on the west side of the street. By the Duncan? By the Duncan. Well, further down from the Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got to map it out for the people so we yes. know what we're talking yes. about. Um, now, where are you from? I'm from Chicago originally, born and raised in Chicago. Moved out here in 2004 with my family. Yeah. We're looking for, uh, you know, a different opportunity. Um, we lived in the city for over 40 years. Okay. Me and my wife, my second marriage, and my wife were looking to raise our children in a different environment, so we settled into a world. Happy with it? Absolutely. Best move we ever made. Um, growing up, what impact did your mom have in your life? Um, my mother had a very big impact in my life. My mother was, uh, uh, she was the, the, a homemaker, and she always instilled uh, a lot of values in, 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 into my, myself and my brothers. In regards to uh, being responsible, right. being aware of the surroundings, giving back to the community, uh, doing your best always, uh, and always striving for for excellence if, if you can. And if you don't, if you don't succeed, 
try, try again. She always instilled that in, into uh, my, myself and my siblings, which was very instrumental with, uh, with me growing up in, in, in the city of Chicago. Did you have a big family? Yes, we, I have uh, two brothers and two sisters. Okay. Uh, from there we have, oh my God, we have uh, nieces and nephews. We have uh, grand, uh, grandchildren as well too. We, have, we come from a big family. Okay. Um, what was Chicago like growing up um, in your era? What was your Chicago experience like? My Chicago experience uh, was I lived in the uh, in, in inner city okay. in Chicago during the time down there by uh, Division and, and, and National, okay. which today is called uh, East Village, I think, if I'm not mistaken, something, yes. something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was an, it was a good experience because I grew up in a racially diverse neighborhood. Right. Which was extremely, uh, I'm extremely grateful for it. Giving me exposure to not only myself but also to other cultures and other opportunities to have friends with uh, with different backgrounds. Right. Which was which was great. I, I have to say it was one of the most um, great greatest times during, during during my life. Even though we weren't uh, financially uh, financially set, right. but we had a lot of love in, in the household. Yeah, and Division Street, for those that are not familiar with it, is a very diverse street. Yes. I mean, it'll take you through a lot of diversity. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. Um, now, we look back some from time to time. Yes. Uh, as we are older now, more mature, and doing our things in our businesses. What experiences from then, or lessons, do you carry with you now, if any? Well, the biggest lesson ever that I carried with me was given to me by my um, high school teacher. Uh, her name was Mrs. Martinez. She was the bookkeeping class that I took when I was in high school. I graduated from Wells, uh, Wells High School okay. in Chicago. And she always instilled a hard work and dedication, but also this, that she instilled in us uh, you know, this, this drive of always trying to achieve for excellence and to be adaptable as well, too. If you don't, if you don't succeed, try again, but adapt and learn from your mistakes. Interesting. I think that has helped me throughout throughout my, my life, throughout my, my career. Uh, when I graduated from uh, Roosevelt University with a degree in business administration and focus in accounting. Okay. And then from there, I went on. I'm sorry. I'm no, go ahead. No, yeah, definitely. Now from there, I went on and I worked for the Internal Revenue Service. Ah. Right afterwards, um, and I worked there for about 12 years. I worked for four different divisions within the Internal Revenue Service. I worked for the um, examination division, uh, was an investigator for them as well too. Okay. I was with the collection department and also with the, the appeals office to do appeals of, um, of, of tax cases okay. and tax court cases that went, that, that went to trial in the Southern District Court of Illinois uh, of, of at, uh, at the federal building. Right. The Dirksen. Yes, the Dirksen so, what year did you graduate college? 1988. All right. 1988. What's Javier, what's life like for Javier in 1988? What are we looking at? What's prospects looking like? Are we ready to join the IRS? Was that on the menu? That was on the menu. Okay. When I was, when, when I was given the opportunity, uh, it was uh, an opportunity that my, that my teacher, actually, Mrs. Martinez, opened the door for, for me with, uh, with a recruiter. Uh, even years afterwards, even years after I graduated, I still kept relationships with her. You know, Good I stuff. I talk with her. So <laughs> she, she provided me my first opportunity for employment, which I was very grateful for. And uh, it was it was start of start of a new day. I I, um, I got married as well to my first wife. Uh, we moved out. We lived in uh, the Brookyard area. Okay. 
then we had we had a son there, and uh, and I worked for the Internal Revenue Service, like, like I mentioned, for 12 years. Yeah. After that, then um, I went to work for a different department within within the government. Okay. With, within the IRS? Within the no, internal? within the, the, the federal government. Okay. All right. So my career is strictly the federal government for okay. 31 years. I just retired recently. Very cool. December of 2019. Very cool. Before, before the pandemic started. Just made it. Just made it. <laughs> um, what was the experience like? Take me to the first day of working for the IRS. What's oh, how you feeling? What's that like? Very nerve-wracking, first of all, okay. because uh, in my family, I was the first one to graduate from college. Okay. So, uh, working, no one else had had experience in in, in, in the white-collar environment. I was the first one. Sure. The right. So everyone was blue-collar. Right. So, for me, it was to, it was totally uh, totally it was scary. To be honest. Because I didn't know what to expect. Right. You know, I had all these expectations, and then uh, when I started working, after after a good couple of years, I started to get finally get comfortable working in, 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 in that environment. What did, did you life. expect going in? I had no idea, since nobody else in my family had any any experience. Right. You you rely on what's what's on television back then. That's right. Yeah. As a, as 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 a role model and a roadmap as to you know what what society expected of me to be. Right. So I try to live up to the best of my ability, but always be honest with myself and with my Lord. So I always did did my best for every agency that I worked for. So in your first years of working with the IRS, you mentioned that you you eventually got it. Yes. Right. The right. like I think you said two years in. Yes. Two years in, you started to learn it. Mm -hmm. Um, what is it? What is it like working there? Is it like a, you, you clock in, you got a computer, you do your thing? Well, back, say, then, you, you yeah. <laughs> back then, we didn't have computers. So we did everything. I was all manual because I was an auditor. Right? I always came in as an auditor. Right. So uh, my, my objective was to audit individual tax returns, small business, corporation, and, and escorts at that time. Okay. And partnerships. So they, they, uh, they provided me with all the training, with all the certification that I needed. Also, it gave me an opportunity and paid for my, my CPA license. Very cool. Which was, which was a phenomenal, was phenomenal. Right. A great opportunity for me as well to, to expand my education as well. So I took advantage of that situation. Uh, they, 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 they provide a paid for a review class to take a CPA exam. Right. Which is a very difficult drilling exam, which is over two and a half days that you have to sit for the CPA exam. Really? Yes. Wow. Half day the first day, then two full eight hour days Thursday and Friday. Um, and the CPA is a certified public accountant. accountant. Okay. Okay. Now, as you're going through the schooling for CPA mm -hmm. um, within the IRS, within mm -hmm. Work for Internal Revenue Service, what's that like? Taking on something new in a job that you're already in that's new. What's that like? Enough right, to say the least, because you know you have expectations. And you have your goals and your missions that, that you want to accomplish in your life as well, too. So I always, always thought, my mother always taught me to, to think about strategically, they call it strategic planning these days, but back then it was right. just planning. You know, plan your life out. Right. Where are you going to be a year from now, three years from now? Where do you see yourself? Right. How are you going to accomplish these goals? What skills do you need to acquire in order to accomplish your goal? My goal was to be a certified public accountant and also a certified fraud examiner within uh, the Internal Revenue Service as well, too. So those were my, my two goals, my two, my two long-term goals that I want to accomplish. And how do I how do I do that? By the opportunity and experience that I was I was able to have working for the Internal Revenue Service. What 
does the general public mm -hmm. get wrong about the Internal Revenue Service? Good question. Very good question. Um, the Internal Revenue Agents are just like anyone, anyone else. They have a family. They're, they, uh, they're working nine to five. Uh, they're, they're dedicated civil servants. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're as human as you and me are. They, they, they make errors, but they're also very compassionate as well, too. Right. I know that IRS, unfortunately, gets a really bad rap when it comes to representation. But um, the Internal Revenue Service, the individuals within their organizations are wonderful people if you get, if you, if, if you get to know them on a one-on-one -on -one basis. There's no, no, no difference than, than we knew first. I had to call the IRS one time, and the call, to, I was on that phone for three hours. Mm -hmm. I can wait, I'm back, and the lady yes. on the phone, I'm hearing her type it as I'm talking to her, she's doing this, getting her squared away. I got a letter from the IRS saying I owed them like $60 or something like that. Mm -hmm. That lady and me went through it on the phone for three hours. Yeah. I got it done, and I have... I wrote her a, a nice, I told the super, let me talk to the supervisor. I told the supervisor, look, whoever that lady was, really nice. I kind of get it, because people are rude to the, when they call them, they curse them out, hang up. Mm -hmm. Do IRS, uh, do people who work for the IRS, are, is there a certain kind of person who can do that job good? Yes. You have to have good customer service skills. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's for sure. All right. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And that skill can, you know, it can either come naturally because you can interact with individuals. Right. Or over time, you actually develop the skills in order to, to, to deal with the hard calls, the people who are having difficult times. But at the same time, you know, you, on both sides, you have to realize when you call it, when you call customer service, even within the IRS or in another department, revenue or any other government agency, is uh, treating that person like you want want yourself to be treated. Right. And if you treat that person that way, then more, more than likely they're they're going to treat you the same. More right. than likely, unless of course people have their bad days. Sure. Regardless, that's Regardless. that's going to happen. Absolutely. Um. How much does what's going on nationally mm -hmm. affect life at the Internal Revenue Service? Oh, it, it affects it uh, very much, okay. very much, because there's rules and regulations that are always constantly are changing. So there, there are regulations and uh, the effect on the tax return, the effect on the, on the, on the individual and, and the practice of, of CPAs preparing tax returns. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important always to ensure when you do uh, hire a CPA that that CPA is current and is registered or certified within within the state of Illinois. Because we have to have continuing professional education because the tax laws constantly change. Every year there's there's a session that we have to take in order to get ourselves updated with all the new regulations and how that affects individual returns, corporate returns, partnership and escorts. Why do tax laws change so much? Is it because the government is changing them to up to stay abreast of what's going on with the society, or is it society things are happening? And the government's like, okay, well now we need to. It's it's a mixture of both. Okay. Mixture of both. Okay. Um, what year was your first move from the first department you were with to the second? Five years after, so in 1992, 93, uh, when, that's when I, I received a position with the investigative uh, department. Okay. So I became an investigator then. 
I one of the very few um, first Hispanic law enforcement officers within the Internal Revenue Service because they weren't that many. And they weren't that many who spoke Spanish as well, too. So right. that was another opportunity I was getting. 1992, wow. 1992. What was that like? Very, very interesting. Very now, were interesting you, in my life. were you, um, was one, did one of your supervisor bosses say, hey, look, Javier's the guy we need. You were promoted internally, or did you apply for that through being in? No, I applied internally. And uh, what happened was during that five years when I was an auditor, I worked at the U.S. Attorney's Office on a number of high-profile cases. Okay. And the U.S. Attorney was impressed as to how I, I handled myself okay. and, and uh, my knowledge of tax laws and, and organizing and analyzing records for that department that he made a recommendation to my bosses that they, they consider hiring me. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, the U.S. Attorney you're working with, this is in regards to, like, fraudulent case yeah, exactly. catching people catching the bad guys yes yeah, where does a person where does the line between a mis a financial mistake who, who knows yes of course and fraud intent you have to document intent okay. it's it the the crust of, of a criminal investigation is the intent of the party so if the party intended to deceive, okay, to deceive and commit commit a crime, it is it is the investigator's um, uh, obligation to document for the U.S. Attorney's Office the intent of that individual, okay. or his actions, okay, or or his inactions, okay. And there's elements of, of, of a crime. If you're going to charge someone a crime, you have to know what the elements of the crime are. Sure. And then based on based on the facts, you have you have to draw up the facts that can support the elements of the crime before you can charge someone uh, a, crim a criminal offense. Okay. So you could see a discrepancy for $10,300. Mm -hmm. That does not necessarily mean exactly. that we're watching a crime take place exactly. or start. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. It's what that person does with them. And if they continue, and if, 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 the, if the dollar amount is material, so materiality depends on the prosecutor. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, so now that you've made this jump to the investigations, mm -hmm. uh, 1992, 1993, mm -hmm. how are we feeling? What's 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 life like? Oh, excited. We, yeah. Excited. Playing yeah, baseball on the weekend or something. How, what, what what's life like for Javier at this time? Well, working a lot of hours because okay. of my ability to speak Spanish. Uh, I went to school. I went to Glencoe, Georgia, for uh, at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center. Okay. Where they uh, where they train um, criminal investigators and also undercover agents there at uh, at at, uh, uh, at in Glencoe, Georgia, at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center okay. for for IRS. Believe it or not, a lot of people don't realize, but IRS is also involved with with sting operations, and they 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 actually have accountants that uh, that are uh, money launderers as well too. So there there's there's a group just dedicated group, which I was privileged to be a, a member of, and all we did was we, we laundered money for a number of illegal, illegal operations. That sounds so cool. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was, uh, that, that, that's, that, that's where I really learned uh, my skills in regards to being an auditor and putting, putting accounting systems together because I had to. So I, I, had, to, I had to redesign the accounting system in order to deceive and conceal the, uh, the money laundering that was going on and structure it in a way that it became from illegitimate to legitimate. 
Hmm. Well, Interesting. Very much so. I, I was very fortunate to be, and I did that for three years because there was a burnout rate with, uh, with, 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 in, in that particular department. Uh, so after three years, they decided to pull me out. Why is there a burnout rate? Because you're, you're constantly working, constantly. You're, you're on call. Uh, my, my, my pager back then, we had pagers. Right. My pager will go off. I work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, my family, my family life suffered because of it. You know, my first marriage ended up in, in divorce because I was never home. Right. I was always, uh, I was always working, 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 right. working, and learning, and uh, and that uh, that that caused uh, a great divide in, in, in my family life. Sure. Um. I, as an individual, when I look at law enforcement. Mm -hmm. I think to myself that with all the elements of crime that are out there, mm -hmm. from money laundering to human trafficking, mm -hmm. law enforcement consistently needs to redevelop itself, get fresh, see what's happening, keep your nose to the street, what's going on. Is that a fair statement? Yes, a very fair statement. Okay. How did financial crime change in the time that you started you know what was what was i guess trending when you started mm -hmm. and then what things came about and became new threats when i started it was a lot of financial crime um uh, tax tax evasion more okay. tax evasion than anything else also okay. avoid paying taxes but again the element of of uh of intent was it was a malicious element of an intent that's, okay. that's the main thing right right okay because you can legally you can legally not avoid paying taxes, but pay what is legally owned, the minimum, the minimum that's legally owned. Right. If you have a good accountant okay, that knows the rules and the laws right. and the regulations, they they can review and they can work with you in order to ensure that you pay what is legally the minimum amount of taxes that is owed on, on, on your tax situation. So for example, there was much chagrin and consternation at the last president mm -hmm. because he paid $750 I think which was absolutely legal. Correct. Despite the optics of how it looked. Exactly. There was no law. That was what he said and that's what he paid. That's correct. That kind of skill is good to have in law enforcement. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, now, what came next after your investigations period? So well, then, then, and then the I went back. Rate. Yeah, and then after after that, I spent three years in a general in, in a general um, uh, general which did embezzlement fraud, uh, white, white white collar fraud, okay. uh, theft, and uh, employee misappropriation fraud. Employee misappropriation fraud. What's that? That's where uh, if, they, if an individual company has a contract with a government agency. Right. And a perfect example is when I worked for the Environmental Protection Agency. Okay. I worked for them right afterwards. Very cool. And it was a contract case where the individual was supposed to be testing automobiles for emission testing. Right. Okay? So the individual will, will perform the services, bill the government, get the money that he billed, Right. But the product that he performed was not uh, specific to what the contract conditions were, because except for substituting or providing the correct vehicles that needed to be tested, 
it was cheaper for him to substitute those vehicles for other less uh, less well-run and maintained vehicles. And the testing that he performed on those vehicles was not in specification as in what was involved in the contract. I see. So that's uh, claim fraud. And so, he is defrauding the government. Exactly. By not providing a product specifically to what his contract is. Wow. What's the difference? So I, we know what terms are. We know the terms blue collar mean mm -hmm. and white collar mm -hmm. in regards to work, society, and not committing crimes. What's the difference for those who don't know of a blue collar crime and a white collar crime? A blue collar crime is a street crime. Let's put it as a street crime. Right. Robbery, um, uh, homicide, um, carjacking, you can, you can put down there, assault, right. battery. Those are uh, blue collar street, crime, street right. crimes. Basically. White collar crime is bank fraud, wire fraud, uh, claims fraud, right. embezzlement. Uh, anything. Any instrument that deals with, uh, um, that has a monetary value is considered a white flag fraud. Like uh, a trade as well too, like the stock market, right, right, right. In, inside a trade. Right. Okay. So it's, it's, it's an array of white collar crime. It, the definition can span from as simple as a, a stockbroker to an executive who's embezzling money from, from the company. Things like the Ponzi scheme come to Huge. mind. Yes. The, the Bernie Madoffs. Yes. The Paul Manafort. Mm -hmm. That kind of crime. It does seem, though, that those kind of crimes have traditionally resulted in either not being prosecuted, not being prosecuted aggressively, or the perpetrators getting away with uh, a lighter sentence. A lighter sentence. Yes. Yes. Um, you are not the spokesman for law enforcement, but why is that? Uh, it's uh, the sentencing guidelines, because each prosecuting office has to uh, comply with what the sentencing, the sentencing guidelines are okay. for that particular uh, crime. So you can have a crime of homicide with a first degree, second degree, third degree. Right. And based on the sentencing guidelines, the, the judge can, can institute and has discretion on which one, depending on, on the factors of each case. Sure. Right. Which is the same application for white collar crime, unfortunately. And and the way that the white collar crime laws are written, they're less strenuous on, on restitution than it is for the individual who has uh, blue collar crime. Meaning, a person can go out here and commit manslaughter in the third degree. That's correct. And restitution could, I mean, you, what, eight years, you might be five. Restitution is millions of dollars, like a lot of money. That would seem like that's what you would need in a financial crime. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> just, now you understand our frustration. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I do believe that law enforcement, especially with these financial types of crimes, I do believe that um, from what, I, what I've seen, you guys are very aggressive in pursuing them. Um, is there a moment when things get too hard for the FBI and you bring in, or excuse me, the uh, IRS and you bring in the FBI? Oh, yes. Or is the FBI always with you? How does that work? What, what, uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office, if you get a case that, can, uh, that you can push up to the U.S. Attorney's Office, if you can meet certain um, requirements right. in order for that case to be before the U.S. Attorney's Office, the U.S. The, uh, the US Attorney's Office under, under the Department of Justice, their law enforcement arm is the FBI. Right. Okay. 
So what we do is we, if we have a case that flows to the U.S. Attorney's Office, the FBI will come and join the case with us. So right. we do a joint case together. And, we, and, it's, and it's known for the IRS to also have cases with the FBI and other law enforcement agencies, local, state, and other government agencies as well, too, as a grand jury. So now the U.S. Attorney's Office, Department of Justice, is in charge of that case, as opposed to the IRS, the Department of Treasury. Because the Department of Treasury cannot prosecute crimes. They can only recommend crimes to be prosecuted to the U.S. Attorney's Office using the Department of Justice. Aha, I see. So that's the prosecuting arm. Of, of the investigative uh, for, for, the, for the Treasury Department. I see. So it is entirely possible for red flags to show up through financial mm -hmm. transactions. This is looking, you know, messed up tax returns, lots of dollars. But if certain criteria is met, like a pattern, this could transform into like money laundering or drugs. Yes. Illicit activities. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. Aha. Or it could not be, and it could be settled at the civil side. That's where the Treasury Department has a criminal a criminal investigation division right. and a civil investigation as well, too. Right. You guys ever kick in doors and stuff like that? Yes. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> when, 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 I tell, when I tell my story, people they say, you're an accountant and you did all these things? I, I'm not, and I will tell you about it, I am not to be a traditional accountant, okay? Yeah. <laughs> traditional right. accountant, I'm not that traditional accountant. Am I conservative? Yes, I am. Right. Because it's by, it's, it's by nature. Certainly. But because of my experience, uh, uh, I am not a traditional accountant. I look, at, I, I look at your situation totally different. I, I, I look at it from the, the lens of, of, um, of, of, my, of my life experience as working with internal wrestling and also working with other, other departments. How can I provide the best product for, for, for my customer? Okay. Um, now let's talk about Burgos and Associates. Yes. When did it start? Well, actually, that started once I left the Internal Revenue Service. So and back in um, 2001 is when I left the Internal Revenue Service. So um, as, as a government employee, I, could, I, put it, I put it for an outside employment uh, um, request which just basically means that I can either run my business or work for an, an, another entity. But it's re very restricted within the government. You can't really work for anyone else. You can work for yourself, but they, they do not normally allow you to work for anyone else. So right. I, I went to business for myself. Right. Now, as a government employee, I was restricted what I could do. Okay? Sure. I could prepare tax returns, which I enjoyed from the first time I ever prepared a tax return to take the CPA exam. Mm -hmm. I, Strictly enjoy because I love puzzles. That's one of the things. It's, to me, it's like putting a puzzle together. Right, yeah, right. So <laughs> I love it. I love, yeah, it's very enjoyable for me. Yeah, I, I really, I, I really, when I when I take a look at, at a case, I love uh, uh, developing um, a nice strategy for for, for my clients. Uh, I love reading re uh, regulations and, and looking at the laws and see what can we do in order to minimize the amount of tax that, that my client has to pay legally. You know. And that I always tell, I always tell my clients that I always have an engagement letter as well with them, so that they know what my, my what my rules. Well, I'm sorry, what the what the condition of the terms are in the engagement letter. These are the services I'm going to provide. This is what I'm going to do. These are my responsibilities. These are your responsibilities. This is my expectation. These are your expectations. Right. And then we can move on. You know, move on forward. Sure. Right. To me, it's very important. Plus, it also covers me for liability purposes if anybody ever wants to. Uh, 
assume he's saying that I, I either did not perform within my engagement letter or there was a mistake done in the tax return that it was either my mistake because I misinterpreted the law sure. or there, if, they, if my client withheld information from me that I wasn't aware of, then I have to always make sure that I'm always covered. For, for gotcha. Right. So 2001 yes. is when it started. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, and it basically was out, out of my home. No, I did tax returns for my family members and right. a couple clients. Start with them. You know, they're going to hit them. you up. Yes. Yeah. Uncle Javi, what's up? You're going to tax yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, So now, being in business for yourself, um, what what did you like or maybe not like about what's new about being in business for yourself and not working for the government? Uh, the freedom that you have. Okay. The freedom that you have uh, to set your own schedule to work when you want to work, um, uh, to have a better life balance at home. Yes. Which is very important to me. Very, too. very yeah. important. Uh, that, you know, I, I have um, my second marriage, and I've been married now to a wonderful woman uh, for since 2000, 2002. Very supportive. Very fortunate. She also was a government employee. She retired last year. Okay. So we're both retirees. So living that last, and we have. Our youngest, our youngest um, daughter is 18 years old, graduating from uh, West uh, West High School this year. Shout out to West. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. cool. Actually, she's going to be interviewing with you guys here very soon as well, too. She's the one that has her own business. That's right. That is correct. Yes. Um, good friend Bob told me about that. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, I am interested to know, uh, from your perspective, What's wrong with the tax laws? If anything, what's 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 wrong with the tax laws? What's wrong with the tax laws is that they're not they're not applied equally throughout throughout the masses. So what what I mean by that is individuals in, in a higher tax bracket have more opportunities to um, to use the tax laws in order to have loopholes that will reduce the amount of tax liability that, that they have to have. Okay. Middle class and lower class individuals don't have as many opportunities right. as the individuals who are who are wealthier because there's more tax tax loopholes for them right. right for the middle class and for uh, and for those that are uh, in, in the in the lower class. You know, I talk, I sit here, I listen to you, I think about other conversations I have with members of law enforcement, and it seems that. Were it not for small things like the tax bracket loopholes for folks and a couple of other things that uh, the state's attorney and I have talked about, if it were not for those small things, the system could work for everybody. Is that a fair statement? That's a fair statement. Okay. And I really want people to take that away from this interview when we're talking to you because I do believe that the work that you have provided, the work that you've done, um, it's really important. I mean, there are bad guys out here that are doing terrible things yeah. financially, which has its tentacles and a lot of stuff, and uh, they need to be they need to be taken down. But the little guys should also be able to take part oh, absolutely. and not worry about things. Absolutely. Um, so, what's the hours of Burgos and Associates? That's the wonderful thing. I make up my own hours. <laughs> <laughs> so um, normally it's uh, my, my normal day runs from ten until five, but 
last night I was working until one o'clock in the morning. Because I had a client of mine that needed something done, and uh, so there was a time-sensitive uh, document that had to be that had to be submitted by this morning. So I was able to accommodate them as well. Is the IRS like it is on TV? On TV, they, the IRS needs to portray that. that image. <laughs> <laughs> That's my honest opinion. Okay. okay. All right. Because you see that, like just us, like watching it, just white shirts and ties and all lads and bill did you get the able dun, 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 you know <laughs> um what do you miss of anything about the irs working for we're working for the government working for the government uh the relationship that i established with uh, with people uh, I, I always always had a good working relationship with uh with my co-workers uh with my employer with my uh, my employees because i was a supervisor and then uh, my, my, my last year within uh, the federal government, I was the assistant federal security director at O'Hare. And uh, I established got a good working relationships with uh, all other law enforcement agencies, state, local, and, and federal government. So I, 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 I miss the, the personal personal relationships that you have with people. Even though I still stay in, stay in contact with a lot of people, but right. I'm not in that role anymore. So my, thank God my phone is ringing every day. I'm, right. I'm call 24 hours. Um, what does America mean to you? America, um, to me, is that that is a question, a very good question, because to me, America means uh, liberty, means opportunity, and, and and it also means that it has given me a way to support my family. And to me, uh, um, just just being in this country. And, and, and being a citizen of the United States, I, I, I took that oath very, very seriously. And, and, and I'm grateful and thankful for the opportunities that were afforded to me. A kid that grew up in an inner city neighborhood that uh, was able to go from an accountant all the way up to uh, uh, being the administrative staff of the, of the TSA at O'Hare International Airport. I was part of the uh, executive staff there and for for my for my ascension, it's uh, it's tremendous. I'm, I'm here to tell everybody that uh, if if you can dream it, stay with it. It's not it's not easy, but you can accomplish your goals. And if God blesses you, and uh, the world opens up to you, and it's a wonderful thing because I have a lot more stories that I can share. We don't have enough time for me to tell you, but I, I can tell you this: I have been. For a young man that grew up in the, in the, in the inner city, uh, I have traveled throughout the world. And I have seen and I've been privileged enough to have friends from other, other countries and other cultures and other religions. And uh, uh, it has enriched me as a person, per se. Um, the show ends on a final note, or excuse me, on a positive note. What's your message to the listeners and especially the youth? Oh, yes. The youth of Aurora. Yes. What's your message to the youth of Aurora for today? The message, well, my, my, my message to them is, uh, I know things seem hard right now in your life, okay? But the beautiful thing is, is if, if you have perseverance, you have dedication, and if you want it bad, if you pray hard enough, think, uh, good, positive things can happen. Remember that there's always going to be a good time and a bad time in, in your life. But always remember, behave in the same manner when you have bad times as you have good times. 
because those times will pass. And, and uh, don't look at the current situation, but tell yourself, where do I see myself three years from now, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? Where do I, where do I wanna end up in my life? Do I wanna have a positive influence in society or am I going down the right path to, to, to have that accomplished? Right. And if not, then re-examine yourself, all right? Mentors are very important. Find someone who's, who's out there. There are a lot of people out there, people right. of color, people of, of every nationality that would provide you with an opportunity, okay? So don't ever give up on your dreams. Continue to, to, to strive for your dreams. Are we going to fail? Absolutely. I have failed so many times I can't even tell you how many times I've failed. Right. But never gave up. Never gave up. I had a real good friend of mine who was a, 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 a Marine sergeant, and even though I was never in the military, mm -hmm. he treated me like I was in the military because he always instilled that right in me, you know, always. Right. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Once a successful person, always a successful person. You can always accomplish things, but be, be, be gracious and be thankful. That's a great message. So, on behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we appreciate you sitting down with us, man. This was a great conversation. I, I enjoyed it immensely. I was just hoping maybe next time you might invite me back for uh, another edition. I will. Yeah, definitely. Um, we would love to. We'd love to know more about um, your story and everything. And don't forget to check out uh, if you need help preparing taxes yes, or sir. any other um, accountant-related services. That's correct. Virgos and Associates. Yes, sir. And what's the address? Fourteen forty-four. North Farnsworth, Suite 106. The nice thing, nosotros hablamos español también. So we speak Spanish as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> and translate too, thank goodness. <laughs> All right, you guys be blessed out there. Have a safe, positive, great, wonderful Tuesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow for no, more news. Peace, guys.